Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. And then this baptism, Jesus is demonstrating that he's going to take our sin on himself and in this way fulfill all righteousness. The righteous one is taking on our unrighteousness. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe. The baptism of Jesus Christ marks the beginning of His ministry on earth. Today on The Verdict, John invites us to open our Bibles to the book of Matthew as we look at this powerful moment where God the Son demonstrates His obedience to God the Father and identifies with the people He came to save. So let's join him for today's message, The Baptism of Jesus. We recently started a new series on the teaching of Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. First, we must consider the context as presented by Matthew in his Gospel. So we're presently in Matthew chapter 3, where John baptizes Jesus. In this wonderful passage, we see that God the Father declares Jesus to be the Son of God. The Holy Spirit coming down like a dove on Jesus is the anointing of the Messiah. Matthew is presenting Jesus as the King, the anointed Messiah, the Son of God. And in his baptism, we see that Jesus is being obedient to the Father. He is identifying with sinners. He is sinless, but he's going to die for sinful people like you and me. Let's learn more now about the baptism of Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Here is the word of God to us. Let's read it together. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom... I am well pleased. Thank you, please be seated. And so at the baptism of Jesus, we see the Trinity. The Father speaks, the Son is baptized, the Holy Spirit comes and anoints our Lord Jesus Christ as he begins his public ministry, all in fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures. This is the unique Son of the eternal God, He is the anointed Messiah. And that is very, very important as Matthew is presenting Jesus as the King, the anointed King, the one in whom now the Holy Spirit rests as he's about to begin his public ministry. He is the Son of God. He's the Son of God. What's he going to do? What's he doing at his baptism? Something wonderful something which embraces all of us here. He is identifying with sinners. Think of it. The sinless Savior 
is now taking his place among sinners. What was John's baptism? It was a, it was a baptism with water for repentance, for confession of sins. But our Lord Jesus Christ had no sins to confess. He didn't have to repent. He's, he's perfect. And so what is he doing being baptized by John? Our Lord Jesus understood his mission. He understood his name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He knew that he had come to die as the Lamb of God to take away the sins, not his own sins, he's perfect, the sins of the world. And then his baptism, Jesus is demonstrating that he's going to take our sin on himself and in this way fulfill all righteousness. The righteous one is taking on our unrighteousness. I want to say a few words of, about baptism. I want you to listen because I realize this is a bit of a controversial subject. But I want you to listen to me. And I want to say this, that all authentic followers of Jesus Christ are commanded to be baptized. That baptism is a command of Scripture. Prior to his ascension, and Matthew's going to tell us at the very end of his gospel in Matthew chapter 28, prior to his ascension, our Lord Jesus Christ commands us to make disciples of all the nations. That is to go and bring the gospel to everyone. We want to go to the end of the world with the gospel. But we don't just go with a message of the gospel. We do that, we make disciples, and part of that is, Jesus says, baptizing them in, literally, into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There you have the Trinity again. And that's part of the Christian message. That those who believe, that those who come to saving faith in our Lord Jesus Christ are then baptized. Uh, this is something which the Lord commands and it's something which the apostles also preached. Go forward in your Bible to the book of Acts. You're in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. There you come to it, Acts chapter two. And he says this in verse 38, and Peter said to them, repent. Sounds like John the Baptist, doesn't it? Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 41, so those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. There's the biblical practice. You preach the gospel, people believe, and they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, what are you saying, John? I'm saying this, that those who are saved by God's grace, whoever they are, are to be baptized as the outward sign that they are disciples of Jesus. I wear a ring. It tells you I'm married. It's a sign, it's a seal, it's a symbol of my marriage. 
I'm not ashamed to be married. I, I don't hide this. I don't take it off. I wear it all the time. Why? Because it tells people when I meet them that John Monroe is married and I'm not ashamed to be married. There's my wife sitting in the second front seat and she happens to be awake. Thank you, dear. Uh, <laughs> many of you are Panther fans. You wear their colors. A team, you're not ashamed. Be something wrong with, with you, wouldn't you? Something wrong with a married man who is ashamed to wear a ring. Something wrong with a follower of Jesus Christ who's ashamed to take his or her stand for Jesus Christ. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. So that wherever we go, I'm not ashamed to be a follower of Christ. My baptism, I stood as a young man just before my 17th birthday, as I've said in, in looking up, and stood there and said, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. You said, were all your friends there? No, but I went out and bought a little pin which said, Jesus saves, and I went to my high school where there were very, very few followers of Jesus Christ to wear it. Why? I wanted people to know that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and the most important thing about me is still that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's baptism. Think of all that Christ has done. Reached down and saved me, cleansed me, given me eternal life so that when I die, I'm going to be forever with the Lord. Think of all of the crazy things people believe nowadays and tell them all. Think of all the amazing statements said in the political arena. People are not afraid to say them. They're not ashamed of their political beliefs however strange some of us may think they are. No, they believe them. They want people to know them, to communicate them. Why is it that we who are followers of Christ, who have the greatest miracle that anyone can have, to, to be saved by the grace of God, and we are ashamed, as it were, to say to somebody, I belong to Jesus Christ, or we are too proud or for whatever reason, or too lazy, that we don't take our stand and humbly submit to this beautiful command to be baptized. Water baptism doesn't save us, it doesn't cleanse us from our sins, but no, it's a sign, a symbol, a seal of the outward uniform that we're wearing. God's grace, saved by God's grace, that's inward. Baptism is the outward visible sign of the inner work of the Spirit in our hearts. And this baptism, please hear me, comes after we are saved, not before it. You say, well, I, I, I was baptized as a baby. Well, please listen to me on this. Don't get defensive. Think afresh about this from scriptures. This is our authority. Can a baby believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? It's very interesting. Some of us are going to Germany on a Reformation tour uh, late this summer. Uh, and I, I've been reading about the Reformation, rereading about it, and uh, reading a biography by Martin Luther, and reading about the theology of the Reformers. And Martin Luther, coming from the medieval church, was an amazing man, uh, greatly used by God, and emphasized 
justification by faith. So others are the reformers are saying to him, uh, Luther, if you believe in justification by faith, why are you still baptizing babies? And he tried to say initially that the faith of the parents uh, was enough for the child, but that doesn't seem right, does it? Much as you want your children to be, to be saved, you, you can't save them. Your faith can't save your children or your grandchildren, no. And then he said this, and we have it here as a quote. A strange statement. Not Luther at his best, I would say. Here he, this is what he says. A child becomes a believer if Christ in baptism speaks to him through the mouth of the one who baptizes, since it is his word, his commandments, and his word cannot be without fruit. There was his logical, biblical argument, as it were, for baptizing babies. And you look at that and say, come on, Luther. Isn't the gospel, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved? Much as we love our children and we encourage parents to dedicate them, the faith, the example of a parent can never save their child. Salvation is personal. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the individual. And then the baptism is a symbol of what has already taken place of our personal identification with Jesus and the body of Christ. At the moment of conversion, every true believer receives the Spirit of God. And that Holy Spirit baptism is symbolized by our water baptism. So when you're baptized, you're publicly and personally declaring that you have died with Christ, that you have been buried with Christ, that you've been raised with Christ to walk in newness of life, as Paul argues in the opening verses of Romans 6, that we are united with Christ. United with Christ. And that baptism, as we stand in the baptismal waters, and as we go under the water, and as we come out of the water, is a beautiful, visible portrayal of our death with Christ, of our burial with Christ, and our resurrection with Christ. Now, one of our themes this year is surrender to God's will. Surrender to God. That, that's hard for us, isn't it? Surrender to God's will. We see it perfectly exemplified in our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he doing at his baptism? Among other things, he is willingly surrendering to his Father's will. Our Lord Jesus says in a passage we'll think of this evening to do with the bread of life, our Lord says in John 6 verse 38, for I came down from heaven, think of this, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. In other words, our Lord Jesus Christ is 100% surrendered to the will of his Father. And when we're being baptized, we are saying, I surrender. I surrender to the will of my God, my Savior, my Father. I am his and he is mine. We belong to Christ. 
Have you surrendered to God's will? Paul tells us in, in Romans, 4, uh, Romans 15 that even Christ did not please himself. We live in a whole society that's all about self-fulfillment, pleasing myself, doing my own thing, following my own agenda. Even Christ didn't do that. One of the marks of a true believer in Jesus Christ is submission, is humility, is surrender. Our Lord in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. And part of that surrender, a very important part, is to surrender to him and be baptized as a believer in Jesus Christ. I ask you, why have some of you not done that? This word baptism, we talked a little bit about it last week, is a transliteration of the Greek word baptizo. It means to dip or to plunge or to immerse. And so when Jesus is baptized, did you notice in verse 16, he immediately went up from the water. That doesn't suggest a little water on the head, does it? John the Baptist baptized, we're told, in a particular place because water was plentiful there. When I read from Acts 8 about Philip and the Ethiopian, it said they both went into the water and came up out of the water. If I'm just sprinkling someone, I don't need to go into the water with them. They don't come up out of the water. And it is clear, not only from the meaning of the word, but the practice of the early church, that baptism was for believers by immersion, total immersion. The story is told of the the Baptist pastor and the Presbyterian pastor arguing about the mode of baptism, the Presbyterian uh, believing in the sprinkling of a little bit of water on the head. And the, the Presbyterian says to the Baptist pastor, he says, you're a Baptist. He said, if a man goes into the water up to his knees, is he baptized? And the Baptist said, well, of course not. He said, well, if he goes into the water up to his waist, is he baptized? Baptist pastor said, no. He said, what about if he goes up to his shoulders, is he baptized? The Baptist pastor said, no, of course he isn't. The Presbyterian pastor then said, well, if he goes in clear up to the top of his head, is he baptized? The Baptist said, yes, he is. There you are, said the Presbyterian. It's all putting a little bit of water on top of your head. <laughs> Bad logic by the Presbyterian and also very faulty theology as well. No, not just the head. But the whole body is to be immersed, symbolizing this wonderful surrender to Christ, total surrender, but total union with Jesus Christ in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. And so immersion not only best symbolizes the meaning of baptism, it's consistent with the biblical practice of baptism. Now, as we conclude, in our passage today, we've seen this amazing scene when our Lord is baptized by John the Baptist. Do you see it? I think it's wonderful. It's surely one of the most beautiful scenes in all of scripture. The heavens are opened. The sun is standing there, coming right out of the water. The heavens are opened. And God the Father speaks. And the Spirit descends on the Son. And the voice says this, is my son, my well-beloved, in whom I'm well-pleased. Yes, God is well-pleased when we surrender to his will. God is well-pleased when we show humility 
and obedience. Is God well pleased with you? Have you confessed your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you repented of your sins? Have you trusted Jesus Christ who comes as a substitute in your place to die for you? Have you, have you called out to Christ for salvation? Will you trust him? You say, some of you are saying, yes, I have. Have you been baptized? Don't be ashamed to wear the colors of Jesus Christ. It would be our joy at Calvary to baptize you. Speak with one of the pastors, with myself. Let us know. It would be our great, great joy to baptize you. It's a beautiful sign and symbol of the cleansing of our sin, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and of our union with Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection. Some of you are saying, yes, I, I, I have trusted Christ. I have been baptized. Have you surrendered to God's will? Is there, is there something in your life, some situation, some relationship, some plan, something in your life, perhaps as you're thinking of your future, that you haven't surrendered to God's will? There's, there's that struggle. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. And you're battling it. You're, you're, you're fighting it. Don't do that. In God's name, do the right thing. Surrender to God's will. End that ungodly situation. Stop that unholy practice. Terminate that destructive relationship. Surrender and say to the Lord in terms of something he's calling you to do in a positive way and to say like Isaiah, here I am, send me. Surrender to God's will. Will you do that? You do that. You know what you must do. You've been torn about this for too long. Today, as you think of the amazing example of the Lord Jesus, the humble Christ, the Son of God who came not to do His own will, but to the will of Him who sent me. Say, I will do that. Lord, I surrender and embrace Your will. You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and the end of a message titled, The Baptism of Jesus. You can revisit today's lesson or share it with a friend by going online to theverdict.org. Before we get to John's closing remarks, I'd like to tell you about the special free resource we're offering to go along with our study in Matthew. It's a booklet from John about the greatest sermon ever preached. It walks you through the teaching of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and is packed with insightful notes to help you study the text of Scripture as you apply the very practical instructions Jesus gave and grow in your walk with Him. The booklet is titled Life in the Kingdom, and you can request your free copy today by going to our website at theverdict.org. And if you and your family are looking for more ways to help share the gospel this new year, would you consider playing a part in this radio ministry by making a one-time donation? With your financial gift of any amount, you'll be joining our efforts to bring the truth of God's Word into new communities across the globe. To make a one-time gift today or set up a recurring donation every month, just go online to theverdict.org. 
or you can set up your donation over the phone by calling 833-551-2231. You can also send a check in the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe. Well, what's your verdict? I realize that baptism can be a controversial subject. You may have been taught that babies should be baptized. I'm asking you today to reconsider that from the Word of God. There is certainly no record in the New Testament of a baby being baptized, but the verdict is yours. As on all subjects, search the Scriptures to see whether what I am saying accords with the Word of God. Then consider your response. Next time, we're going to think of the temptation of Jesus. Join me then. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.